Hello, beautiful souls. I'm so excited for you to listen to this podcast episode today. I actually recorded one of my private clients, Jordan Taylor, who talks all about living the good life and truly teaching people how to live a fulfilled life. I'm so excited. There's so much good information, so much rawness, so much vulnerability in this podcast episode. You're definitely going to learn a lot. I wanted to let you know that I decided to keep the doors open to manifest your dream business until the end of the day, till September 7th. So if you have been on the fence about joining manifest your dream business, wondering if it's for you, all of the details are in the show notes below, but Jordan was actually in manifest your dream business and that's where we started working together. So she went from not really having any clarity in her business to being so clear and concise in her business to running group coaching programs, having a membership website, opening up private coaching. She is truly remarkable and has transformed so much. So if you're looking to do the same Manifest Your Dream businesses for you, follow the show notes for more information. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Infinitely Aligned Podcast, a sacred space dedicated to helping you elevate into your next level, step into your full potential, and manifest the life of your dreams. My name is Emily Whiteside, intuitive business coach and spiritual leader. I am here to guide you into a high vibrational energy, align you to your truth, and help you deeply love yourself so you can create a lasting impact. It's time to create energetic shifts, connect to spirit, and become infinitely aligned. I am so honored to have you here. Now let's begin. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Infinitely Aligned Podcast. My name is, of course, Emily Whiteside, and I am your host. And today we have a very, very special guest. I'm so excited for this. Jordan Taylor is here, and she is actually one of my private clients. I've been working with Jordan since quarantine, I think, and it's been absolutely beautiful. I am so honored to have her today, so I'm not going to do any of the introducing. I'm going to let her do the introducing. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Emily. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So before we get into who you are, what you do, you guys are going to love this episode so much. I want to share, always start the podcast episodes off with one thing that we've each manifested in one human moment that we've manifested. I'll let you sit with that and I'll go first so you can kind of think about that. I know I didn't really tell you that, but you do listen to the podcast, so you kind of know. Um, But anyways, one human, or let's see, I think something I've manifested recently. I feel like oh, I've had a crazy week, you guys, really, really crazy week. But I have manifested just so much abundance and so much beautiful energy into my containers. Um, that's something that I'm really, really picky about, especially now going through, you know, a new, um, leaving a relationship, really working on 
closing boundaries. So only letting beautiful aligned people into my space. And I've been able to welcome just new faces. And I'm so, so honored to be able to do that. Human moment. I feel like I've had so many human moments this week. It's been absolutely chaotic for me. Um, and I can sit here and talk all about, you know, the breakup and like everything I've been going through with that, but I will not. Instead, I'm going to go and share a story with you guys of what it feels like to say, to know that something is a no, but still go forward with it. So I was actually like desperate for a gym. Gyms have been closed in New York since today, which today recording this is the 24th of August. And I found out that there was a gym open that had stayed open all through quarantine because they have garage door. So it's an outside gym. So I was like, okay, great. I'll sign up for that. And it's like a 40 minute, 30, 40 minute drive for me. So it's super long drive. I got there ready to pay. And instantly my intuition was like, no, like, do not do this. Do not sign up for this gym. This is just not you. It's like super old school. I used to love gyms like that, but I'm just not in that energy anymore. I'm so much into like the just like feminine and like the beauty and like that gym was just like not me anymore. So it's really crazy how much I've shifted during quarantine. And I paid anyways, I had to pay for a six month membership, even though I felt like it was a no, I thought it was easier to shove my feelings down and what I truly wanted, just so the person on the receiving end wouldn't feel weird. Like that is not me. That is not okay. So I ended up, you know, paying for this membership. I went today because I was like, I paid for it. I'm going to go. I did my first workout there today. Unknowingly, the next day gyms opened after I had paid for this. So I was like, great. Like that's like the worst timing. But, um, so I went there today and I just felt so off. I did like a 30 minute workout, I think less than that. And I was like, I'm just not going back. So I'm going to ask him if I can gift my membership to somebody else, because I'm definitely not going to use it. And it was just a lesson of like, when it feels like a no, just say no. Like, don't worry about somebody else. Don't worry about what, how other people are going to respond. It's okay if they're hurt or if, it's okay if they just, you know, whatever that's on them. But, um, so I had to say, I had to say, yeah, I said yes to that, but yeah, that was my learning experience for purchases that don't feel aligned. So anyways, what is your one thing you've manifested and then a human moment that you've had? So one thing I've manifested is, um, as you mentioned, I'm a private client of yours and I'm also in um, Lightworkers Business Academy. And uh, the last ritual we did was around the new moon and calling in a certain energy. And the energy that I was calling in was fun. So I felt like I had been missing some fun from my life and that's really what I was looking for. And so with that ritual, I said in my head, I'm like, okay, what sounds really fun for me, but also kind of gets me out of my, my comfort zone and might be a little challenging. And instantly I had thought about doing stand-up paddleboarding. So I'd never done it before, but I always see people out on the water and I live in a coastal town. So I've wanted to do it for so long and just haven't. And sure enough, within the same week, a friend of mine was like, hey, do you want to go stand up paddleboarding? They have hour long rentals for 20 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, that is amazing. And yes, I absolutely do want to do that. 
So I totally called that in and I just went this past weekend and I had an absolute blast. It was the perfect day on the water. So calm, so much fun. I It's a lot harder than it looks, but I had so much fun doing it that afterwards I was like, okay, I want to do that again. <laughs> I love that so much. I need to try that. And I love when that stuff happens. I swear like everything that now everything I want to do or anything I like want I swear just like shows up at my door and I'm like okay I didn't even have to search for that thing it like the universe just literally brings it to you now and that's like a new level to manifestation that's beautiful I love that yes it's just saying it you know saying what you want out loud so that you create that energy for it to come to you so Mm -hmm. I was really pleased with that (laughs) and I guess a human moment that I've had is I've definitely been living in my head, um, you know, which is why I was calling in fun because I've been living in my head where I'm like, I'm overthinking everything. I'm overanalyzing everything. I'm over trying to figure everything out um, rather than just trusting and knowing that the universe totally has my back and that everything that's meant for me will be. But I've definitely noticed myself just kind of in that um, mindset where I'm just like thinking, 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 and, you know, the wheels just don't, don't stop grinding. (laughs) And so um, I think when I was on that paddleboard this weekend, that definitely gave me a break because you really have to pay attention to your body and your breath and the things around you. So I was very much in the moment and very present with what I was doing. And it just cut that thinking right down the middle. So I didn't, I didn't have time to think about anything else except for what I was doing right then and there. Mm, I love that so much. I love that. And it's so normal to have those back and thought or back and forth thoughts of, especially as entrepreneurs, because we have so much to think about. We're like, you know, setting so many goals for ourselves, reaching through ceilings, and it's just normal. And I, I know that I always tell you and I always tell, you know, my other clients that it's like, when all that fear comes, it's like, a a new manifestation is going to occur, right? Something you're reaching a new level. And I know for you, like you personally have been doing so many new things. And every time we talk, every call, I'm like, you're going to like, there's so much abundance coming your way. You're reaching new levels. Every time I talk to you, it's a new energetic level that you've reached. So it's going to be so beautiful. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. You've done, come so far. And before everybody's probably like, what are you guys even like, who is she? So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and how you got started. What's your story? Share all the dirty details with us. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> so my story is um, I left my corporate job a year ago. So a year ago, last June, And I knew that corporate life was not for me. I had worked my way up. I became a VP at a commercial company. I was making lots of money. And even though I was making the kind of money I had dreamt about and reached a title that I really wanted, I realized that that was my ego. My ego was was the one who was reaching for all of that. And knowing that I wasn't doing what I came here to do on this earth. So I knew I wasn't living out my soul's purpose. And I also 
knew that because I was very, I was out of balance just in everything. I wasn't happy. I was very stressed out. And so one day I just woke up and said, today's the last day in this corporate world. (laughs) And I went into my beautiful office, turned on my computer and I wrote my resignation letter. And I met with my boss and handed it in. And I didn't really have a plan. I didn't think about what was ahead or what was coming. And that's sort of my personality. I am very spontaneous and sporadic. And I just kind of know that everything will work out somehow. And then I'll figure it out. And I knew that if I had to, worst case scenario, I could go work for another corporate company if I had to. But I was determined to make that not be my reality. So I took a couple of months and I was in corporate detox mode. (laughs) I felt like I was in this hangover from corporate life. And I didn't really do much of anything. I was sort of in this deer in headlights mode where I thought, okay, I did this really huge life-changing thing. And now I'm kind of frozen and not really sure what to do. Um, But I knew that I had been preparing for this. Because while I was in the corporate world, I was going and getting certifications for, I was a certified as a yoga teacher, certified as a Reiki master, certified as an integrative nutrition health coach. And so I knew that I wanted to help people and I've always known that my whole life, but I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do that. So when I left my job, it now it became a reality that, okay, well, I have these certifications, I have the desire to help people, but how do I go about putting this all together and making this something that works and something that's sustainable and that I can create a life around? So it started, I started teaching yoga and I taught at a local gym And it was great for me because I realized that I could reach a lot of people, you know, in a one hour class, I have a bunch of people in my class and the type of people that were coming to my classes were people that wouldn't necessarily go to a yoga studio. And I really like my yoga to be accessible um, for all bodies, for all people. And I really felt like this was uh, a good first place for me to start. And then I started teaching something even more accessible than that. I started teaching goat yoga. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love, I love the goats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so people are always like, what the heck is goat yoga? And it's exactly what it sounds like. People come to sit in a room, a room full of goats, and there's not a whole ton of yoga that happens. But what I tell people is if you are sitting on your mat, you're breathing and you're smiling and you're soaking up the energy of the goats. You're doing yoga. <laughs> it is literally, I did goat yoga when I lived in Kentucky with like miniature goats. And it is the best way to just shift your energy. That's it really what is. You're doing. Yeah, it really is. No one ever leaves that class unhappy. People are always smiling and laughing. And if I can hold space for people to be happy and enjoy soaking up the affection from the animals, then I'm, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I totally so, Yeah, so I started doing that and I loved it because it combined 
I, I'm a huge animal lover. So it combined my love of animals with my love of people and just creating this really happy space. And then I started working at a pub, a local pub, just to supplement my income because I still really didn't have a plan. I was just kind of going with whatever was coming my way. And then the pandemic hit. And so right when COVID hit, I lost all three of those, mm -hmm. those jobs. So I wasn't teaching at the gym. The farm, we couldn't do goat yoga anymore. I wasn't able to work at the pub because the pub closed. So all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, I just manifested full-time in my business, but this isn't what I meant. <laughs> I was a like, lot of people thought that, yeah. It's like, okay, great. Now I'm full time, but I have no plan at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I sort of felt like, okay, universe, uh, this is what I I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to manifest being full time in my business, but I didn't exactly think it was going to happen this way. So what I realized was I wasn't fully showing up the way I wanted to. And what I wanted to be doing was I wanted to be coaching people and I wanted to be reaching out to more people. And I never really thought that I could do that virtually, but the pandemic just brought that to light and showed me that it was possible. And I also joined your Manifest Your Dream Business program, which really lit a fire under my butt <laughs> and just kind of gave me the framework for what I was going to do. So it kind of targeted who is my client? Who am I trying to reach? What do I want to do? Um, you know, soul, I never thought about soulmate clients. A lot of the, the things we talked about in that program, I never even thought about. So it gave me some structure around my coaching business. And so very soon after, I launched a membership community, an online membership community with your help. Um, I also, I'm just launching my first group coaching program. Mm -hmm. And I started taking on um, sort of these one-offs doing intuitive card readings, um, one-on-one -on -one coaching. I just put it out there and people started to come. And so now I'm really starting to build off of that. So I feel like I have the foundation now and have branded myself the good life coach because I really truly believe that everyone deserves to live a good life. And we are so often given this, we're given this, um, Thought in the wellness world that living a human experience is about suffering. And I don't subscribe to that. I don't believe that we were put here to suffer. I believe that suffering happens and it's present and it's part of the experience, but it's not our whole experience. Mm -hmm. And so I thought every single person who lives on this earth deserves to live a good life. And so it came to me one day and I said, that's it. The good life coach. So I put myself out there like that. And that's what's really come to me is I see people who are sort of stuck in this negativity and not really sure how to dig themselves out. And I can speak from experience. I was this person that was stuck in my own negativity. And I walked around just angry and not really sure why, but I wanted to taste happiness so badly that 
if you talked to me 10 years ago, you would just be so surprised to know that I was that person, that I just had this dark cloud I felt like over me. And I didn't know how to access my own joy or access my own happiness. And I lived in scarcity and I lived in lack. And most of that was, all of that was fear-based. And I didn't realize that I could co-create my own world and co-create my own life with the universe and access my own joy and abundance. And so that's what I'm here to do. And that's, that's just, it lights me up to see people take that from, from working with me. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And it's so you, like when you're talking about this and speaking about this, first of all, you can hear her passion and you can hear her like such an enthusiasm. It's her gift, but what also, you know, struck me is like when you said, you know, 10 years ago, I was a completely different person. And I totally resonate with that because a few years ago, I was a completely different person too. I was super depressed. I was like super anxious all the time. So much in my head could never meditate, constantly thinking. I was so negative and down about everything, always looking at the worst case scenario. So I know that there's a lot of people that they think that like they're born that way. And that's just how it is. At least that's what I thought of like, I'm just stuck in this job. Of course, she can have an online business. Of course, she can be this amazing yoga teacher. Of course, she can do this. But I can't do that because of who I am and how I was raised and all of these excuses. They're complete excuses, right? And I remember just sitting there constantly telling myself I couldn't do it. So can you speak to the person right now who? is sitting there listening to your story and is like, oh, I'm stuck in a horrible job or I'm stuck working all the time or constantly overthinking. How do you escape that? How do you get out of it? And how do you start to live the the quote unquote good life? Yeah, absolutely. I really think it has to do with our own self-worth. So people don't believe that they are worthy of living a good life. They don't believe that they deserve it. And for some reason, there's this deep unconscious belief that they, they do deserve to suffer and that um, they don't even realize it. I think, I think people who are sitting in their negativity and don't think that they can access the happiness or access the joy or live a, a good life think that you're right. They were either born this way, they were born into it, um, that they probably were blamed a lot as a child, um, felt like things were their fault, um, and took on the responsibility of, and you know, this is getting kind of deep, but took on the responsibility of feeling like they were responsible for whoever their caretakers were happiness. So maybe they felt responsible for their mother's happiness or their father's happiness or grandparents happiness when that's not the job of a child and so we carry we carry all of those things that shape us and we carry all of that programming from our childhood into our adulthood but you can't change your mind you can't change your behavior you can't change your mindset unless you do dynamic work and that's what I can say about myself is that I've done 
11 plus years of deep dynamic work and figuring out why I do the things that I do, why I behave the way I behave, why I think the way I do, and connecting it back to the roots. Because if you don't understand the root cause of something, then you're only treating the symptom. So you can give yourself ibuprofen when you have a headache, but you're just treating the symptom. So what's the root cause of this headache? And how can we make it so that the headaches don't keep coming back? And it's the same thing in your adult life and your behavior. How can I change my behavior? But you don't want to just change the symptom. You want to get to the root cause of why it's happening so you can ultimately change the behavior overall. Yes, absolutely. I love that so much. And I think even too, even if it's not like a physical symptom that you're experiencing, but it's just the way that you feel constantly. Like if you constantly feel like you're stressed out or you constantly wake up every day and it's this heaviness and you don't want to get out of bed or, you know, you, you don't like your physical reality. You don't like your job. You don't like your spouse. You don't like your friends or whatever it might be. That's something too, that we have to look back and ask ourselves, why, why do I feel like I deserve this? Why did I stop achieving? Why do I have a ceiling placed over my head? Um, and I know that for you, like Reiki is a huge part of your coaching and it's a huge energy, just energy in general your yoga classes, you really focus on moving energy through the body. It's much more of a spiritual experience that you teach your clients as opposed to let's just get a workout in, right? So you combine intuition, you combine Reiki and energy clearing and yoga to really help people release these blocks and Mm -hmm. really think about where does this stem from? Where does this come from? Can you kind of speak if somebody, I mean, there might be people on this podcast, I'm not sure. There might be some people who don't know what Reiki is or haven't tried Reiki before. Can you just speak on, you know, energy clearing and um, the energy system, the chakras, whatever kind of comes to mind? Sure. So um, Reiki is a form of energy work and Reiki combines two Japanese words, Rei and Ki. Rei, I think of as spirit and Ki as energy. So I think of it as spiritual life force energy. We all have energy centers, our chakras in our body. And so each of our energy centers holds our emotions. And so Our physical body manifests our emotional body. And so what I mean by that, an example is when you feel embarrassed, right? You have have an emotion, you're embarrassed. Your physical body manifests that maybe by your face turns bright red or you get a warming sensation. So your physical body and your emotional body are so closely linked. And so when people say, I have, you know, I have... um, leg pain or foot pain, um, plantar fasciitis. You know, I have a lot of people who come to me with uh, physical health problems, but I know that it's closely linked to their emotional body. And so with Reiki, it is, um, it's basically a series of hand um, placements. So me as the practitioner, it's a series of hand placements that I put on, um, on the body and it moves energy. So, so energy flows where intention goes. So if we're setting the intention for this plantar fasciitis to leave the body, well, we need to understand that plantar fasciitis is in the root chakra. And what does the root chakra stand for? Well, it's our sense of security. 
It's our sense of feeling grounded. Um, it's our sense of financial security even. And when that is out of balance, it starts to manifest physically in the body. And so if our intention is we want to move this physical pain out of the body, we need to understand the emotional aspects of it too. And so as the Reiki practitioner, I'm, I'm just the vessel moving the energy through the body to balance each chakra so that we can come, come to balance through all seven chakras and hopefully reduce the stress, reduce the pain, come back into balance emotionally and physically. Um, when you said something about symptoms, you may not you may not feel physical symptoms. I often look at emotions as symptoms. So when I say I'm stressed out, that's a symptom of mine. So if things are going on and my instant reaction is, you know, maybe my, my reaction to stress is that I, I go and I emotionally eat, um, that's a symptom. So I'm... I'm either, you know, emotionally eating or some of us, maybe we drink one too many glasses of wine or, you know, maybe we mindlessly scroll social media. I say that those are symptoms. So it may not be physical. It may be outside of the body or emotional, but I look at that as all, all the same as a symptom. Um, and so when you're, when you're in a Reiki treatment as the, um, I don't like to call it a, a patient, but a client, as the client, really, uh, people have such different experiences on the table, and they come to me with all different sorts of intentions as to why they're seeking me out. Um, but a lot of times, they don't even know. You know, maybe it's they just want relaxation. They do want to reduce pain, restore their energy. They want better sleep. Um, lots of different things can come out of a, an energy healing treatment. And so my job is just to hold the space and just to be the vessel to make that happen. I love that. And I think that like, it's even really good if you're just in a funk, like go get a Reiki session. If you just feel like you're in a funk, like you're uninspired, even entrepreneurs, like there's so many ways that we can clear our energy, you know, from financial instability, like you said, to feeling uncreative or feeling in a funk or just feeling like nothing's working. Like go get your energy cleared instead of trying to just do all these strategies and throw all these things at the wall. And another really powerful thing about your Reiki specifically, because I obviously work with you as a private client, is that you're intuitive. So you're also picking up these messages from spirit, from um, their body that you know is holding them back from their next level. So that's another really powerful thing about Reiki too, because a lot of practitioners, I mean, maybe not everyone, but a lot of them, especially the ones that I work with, are very intuitive. So can you just speak on that as well of like, you know, when you do receive a message from somebody, are you talking it through? Like, talk to us about how your Reiki sessions go. Sure. So I do get a lot of downloads during a Reiki treatment. So it's always interesting. I leave time after the session for my client to debrief. And, and what I mean by that is for them to tell me about their experience. So they may have visions. I've had people cry. I've had people laugh. I've had people see colors or animals um, or even feel sensations, cooling sensations, heat. And it's, 
it's interesting to compare our experiences because what they experience is not the same thing that I'm experiencing. And so I intuitively can tell which chakras are out of balance when I'm doing the session and I will spend more time on the chakras that are out of balance or the chakras above and below to create that movement to remove the stagnation. And I oftentimes see colors. I always pretty much, I want to say almost every treatment I hear, I know this is going to sound weird to some people, but a voice, some sort of message that comes to me that I have to tell them at the end and whatever that message is always resonates, always resonates with whatever they're going through. And usually we, in the beginning of a a session, we do talk about where their stress lies in their body and kind of what's going on with them. But I always find that whatever gets downloaded to me and whatever messaging comes up for me that I feel like I have to tell them, it doesn't necessarily correlate with what we talked about in the beginning. But at the end, they're like, wow, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense. And I can see that dots are starting to be connected. Um, So I really, I mean... I really, truly believe in energy work and whether it's physically, um, which I've just started taking on clients physically again, you know, because of COVID, but I've done virtual sessions and virtual sessions because energy transcends time and space are just as productive as being in the physical presence of someone. Yeah, I've only ever gotten virtual sessions. And like, I've never gone to in-person and I absolutely love Reiki. It's it's something that just makes me, it's like a, um, it's similar for me, like a sound bath, but I just like, like sound bath, I kind of do once in a while or more frequently to kind of maintain my energy. Whereas Reiki, like you want to do that consistently. So that's another thing. Like, first of all, we're all energy. Everything is energy. So if, I mean, everybody listening to this podcast knows and understands how important energy is. So obviously the energy work is so important. But the second part of that is we have to remember it's not just a one and done thing. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to get Reiki one time and I'm going to feel all better. It's something that you have to consistently do over time. And it's something just like if you think of a chiropractor or massage therapy, you don't go and get a massage once and then you're, you're feeling great. Like I love getting, I do so much energy work, like everything. I do everything I feel like, but I do massage work as well not on people. I get the massage. I am the one receiving, but it's a beautiful way as well to relax and rejuvenate and tap into the divine feminine. And you're also experiencing and more open to your spirit guides. And, you know, I will tell you if you're somebody right now who wants to tap into spirit guides, who wants to tap into who they truly are, if you want to tap into spirituality, if you want to tap into anything like that, divine messages, the universe, manifestation, you have to be doing energy clearing. You have to, because if you're not clearing your energy, you're so A, stuck in the past, and then there's a lot of stagnant energy you're holding on to, and you're not going to be able to call more in if your energy is literally pushing things away, right? So how often, I know it's different for everybody, right? But how often would you suggest, like, what is your like routine for somebody, maybe who's never done Reiki before, or who's gotten a session or two before, what 
what would you suggest to somebody who like a little, I guess, pattern or routine that they can follow, um, in their daily lives, also working with a practitioner in helping them really tap into their spirituality or tap into who they truly are? Sure. Yeah. I think it depends on what you have going on. I never really prescribe a certain number of sessions for people. I might say it would be good for you to come once a month. It would be good for you to come every two to three weeks, depending on what they have going on, because you want that work to really digest and you really want it to set in. So I like people to take their session with them and carry it with them and see what comes up for them because now, you know, their aura is now becoming more complete, right? After a treatment. So, um, you know, Reiki is a special kind of energy work and it can only be administered by someone who's had an attunement Mm -hmm. um, from a Reiki master. And so I think it's good for people to try different types of energy work. Like you're saying, I, I get massages. I get my own. I receive Reiki treatments from another Reiki master. Um, I just believe that you should try things out and see what works. And like you said, it's not a one and done thing. It takes dynamic work, right? In order to create change. So you're not going to go get a massage and then suddenly be cured for the rest of your life. That's not how it works, but you want to find somebody that you really vibe with. That's what I was going to say too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, the first therapist I ever went to, if I would have based all therapy off of this one woman, I would have never gone back. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't drive with her at all. And I really didn't like the way that she held her sessions and the way she operated. So I decided to find somebody else. And, you know, just like there are, there are good practitioners and there are not so good practitioners out there. It's really finding who vibes with you. I don't know if I answered your original question, but I just started going on a tangent. <laughs> I, I am always going on tangents and rants. I think you answered the the question. It was basically just like, how often would you prescribe Reiki or things like that? And it is very intuitive. But what you said based off of like, if you're not vibing with somebody, like I got, um, I don't have a regular massage therapist. I just haven't found somebody. Like I go to a spa and get massages. So it's like, whoever you get is kind of who you get. And I go to the same spa, but I always get somebody different. And I've never really like, I I just can't get as comfortable as I know I can in massages. I can't go as deep as I want to go because I'm not comfortable with the person. So that's another thing is like, make sure that like who you vibe with is, has clear energy too. Like if you guys are listening right now, you can just sense Jordan's energy, right? You can sense it's very grounding. It's very loving. It's very compassionate. She can hold space for you. But just because somebody does massage therapy or does Reiki doesn't necessarily mean that they can hold space for you as well. So it's really about like going back into your life of like, am I emotionally intelligent? Like, can I hold space for myself and my emotions in order as a coach to hold space for my clients' emotions? Like if I was a hot mess all the time and 
there would be no room for me energetically to hold space. And if we, there's no room energetically for us to hold space, we're not going to be able to attract a new client either. So that's something too, that I kind of wanted to mention, because it's in alignment with energy clearing. It's in alignment with all the, the spiritual stuff. And it's probably one of the most important things is emotions and actually feeling into your emotions and taking care of those emotions. I know that you mentioned like a symptom would be binge eating or stress eating, right? And it's, I used to do that all the time. I was always stress eating. And why was I stress eating? Because I couldn't deal with my emotions. Instead of actually sitting with my emotions and talking through what this emotion meant and what my body was trying to tell me, aka, which was at that time, you're not supposed to be in this job. This is not your life. This is not your partnership. This is not where you're meant to live. All of these things were not right for me in my life, but something I just kind of went after because that's what you do. You just follow the herd, right? You follow what your parents think of or want from you and things like that. So I was experiencing so much stress eating and binge eating and gaining weight. And I couldn't understand why until I came back to the body and realize that like, okay, let's deal with these emotions. Instead of just like being a crazy person and being a hot mess all the time, let's learn to deal with the emotions. So I'll never tell people that you're supposed to be high vibe all the time. I hear that. And that's like the main thing in the work that I do, the work that we both do that I cannot stand. You are not going to be high vibe all the time. There's no way because we are humans and emotions are literally our signs. They're trying to tell us something. So if we're experiencing a lot of stress, it's because we have a stressor in our life that we have to see and we have to take care of and we have to deal with. So speaking on terms of emotion, what would you say to somebody who is experiencing a lot of negative emotion right now and feels trapped in the negative emotion, maybe doesn't even realize that they're experiencing so many negative emotions, but how do we get through that? How do we work through that? Yeah, sure. I think number one is awareness, Mm -hmm. is knowing that you are in that, you're in that negative space, you're in that negative emotional roller coaster and also knowing that you're not alone and that it's normal you know it's normal as human beings to feel negative and to feel positive and you know what you were saying that toxic positivity that everything needs to be puppies and rainbows all the time though I don't subscribe to the human experience is all about suffering I also don't subscribe to the good life is only filled with joy and happiness. <laughs> you know, that there is, there's a fine, um, what I like to say is there's this graceful dance, right? There's this graceful dance between the light and the dark, our highest selves and our shadow selves, between joy and despair. They all it coexist, but we just need to find how we can dance between the two. And so for someone who's experiencing that now, I think just, to be aware of it, know you're not alone, and to seek help, to ask for help. And also in that same vein, to ask your team of light for help, to show you where to go, um, to seek out the healers that can help you. You know, there's someone for everyone out there. And um, for me, that's that's really been huge. I I think there was another thought that I had that you were talking about, when seeking out someone that fits you, I, I see people who see people. So 
I go to a Reiki master who also goes and gets Reiki treatments. I see a therapist who gets her own therapy. Healers also need healing. So a lot of times why we choose this profession is because we have a lot of our own unhealed stuff to work out. And we find that a lot of the clients that we're working with, we're in this mirroring experience where they're either going through what we're going through or they're going through what we've gone through. And so we have to continuously, like we said, it's not a one and done thing. We have to continuously be working on ourselves. And, you know, it's, um, I just said this the other day that I'm like, you know, I've done so much emotional labor lately. I've done so much self-development. I've been working and working and I need a break. So it's, again, there's this, great dance between moderation, you know, that we have to continuously work on ourselves, but also celebrate where we've come from and also say, okay, I need a break. This, this stuff is heavy sometimes. And so give yourself grace and give yourself forgiveness for having to go through these ebbs and flows. Yes, absolutely. Business and life and our bodies all go through ebbs and flows. So it's really important. Like this just circles back to as well. Like if you're an entrepreneur, that's why I'm always saying invest in yourself. Like it's so important. I will always work with a coach. I will always be investing in programs. I will always be up leveling my spirituality because it allows me to hold more space for other people. And it also shows that I'm an integrity, right? And who am I to say, you know, invest in me if I'm sitting there afraid to invest my money in things. So it's really important and it goes full circle in that way. But it also is important to experience those times of like, we don't always have to be on in this energy of like, I have to do healing and I have to do work. And it's a constant, like we're allowed to just like receive too. So I've, you know, I recorded a couple other podcast episodes with guests in the past and, you know, they spoke on how they were like addicted to the personal development and addicted to constantly like achieving goals. And that can become very disempowering too. It's important to still be present in our lives. Like, yes, I set goals for myself and yes, I, you know, work on up-leveling constantly, but I'm also having days and most of my day, most of my time where I'm very present in my life. And even if I don't hit that goal, it's not going to affect my, my personal life. It's not going to affect my feelings. It's not going to affect anything because I've learned to live presently where in the past I was so goal oriented that if I achieved that goal or I signed on a client or I did the thing, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. My business is amazing. I'm amazing. I feel so good in my skin. And then, and this was with food as well, but then on the times where I wasn't signing clients on or my business did a low month or um, I ate something I wasn't supposed to, or I skipped the gym. It was all about how negative I was and how bad I was and how I couldn't enjoy my life because I was thinking about the things that I didn't accomplish or the things that I should have done or should have achieved that I didn't get to achieve. So that's not a way to live. And I truly feel that our businesses, our bodies should not be in this up and down from external things, right? We get to live a baseline happy life 
through being present. And there's going to be negative things that happen. Some things are not going to go your way and other things are going to skyrocket and so go your way. But at the end of the day, we're coming down to this baseline. And that's really where you teach people and where you guide people and where I guide people as well in a different, you know, we kind of work in different areas. But we do essentially the same type of work is we help people with their baseline, right? Instead of their baseline being this place of negativity and darkness and bad things constantly happening and manifesting in little opportunity, we're allowing people to raise their vibration. And of course, they're going to experience negative days and stressful days. We all do. I still do. You still do. And we've worked very hard to get to where we are. But we return back to a base of happiness and of gratitude. So, you know, can you kind of speak on to somebody who right now is in the energy of like finding themselves always complaining. That's what I was doing. finding myself complaining about everything. My physical life, just my physical reality was not where I wanted it to be overweight, like stress out all the time in a job. I hated same thing with you. You were in a job. You didn't really like constantly goal oriented, um, happy when you were achieving goals, but at the very deep core, you knew you weren't happy. How can we change that? How can we subscribe to a, a new life? Sure. So I think, I subscribe to you manifest what you think about. Mm -hmm. And if you are thinking all the time in the negative and you're constantly focused on what's not going right, and you're constantly focused on the lack and the scarcity and the fear, then that's what you're going to manifest more of. And whatever you focus on, you bring more of into your life. So I think that's that's a, a big awareness. And I didn't have that awareness when I was stuck in my own fear and stuck in my own negativity. You know, I, I knew that I was angry <laughs> and I knew that I was in a funky space and I knew that I wanted more and I wanted to be happy, but I didn't realize that the reason more negativity was coming to me was because that's what I was focused on. And now, even though it takes work, you know, it still takes work for me, even at this juncture, it takes the awareness of me saying, okay, I realize that I'm stuck in this space right now. I am overthinking. I am worrying to then turn the ship around, right? And to say, okay, I'm going to choose differently. I choose again. I realize that I'm in the space of fear, fear, jump in the back seat because I've got this from here. I'm going to take the driver's wheel and I'm going to turn this car around. So I think, um, yeah, I just think that knowing that you are there and you're in that negative space and knowing that if you focus on that, that's what's going to come to you. Absolutely. So, you know, just not listening to the fear, not making fear truthful. We often, like when we get into our emotion mind, when we get into our fear mind, we're like, this is my truth. That means this is my truth. It is not your truth. It's just fear, you know, taking over and telling you what's the truth. But at the core of things, we are meant to live abundantly. There's an abundance of love. There's an abundance of money. There's an abundance of clients. So when we subscribe to that belief that there's an abundance out there and really shift with how can I be grateful instead? Like when fear comes and let's say, you know, you're stressed out about 
money or something like that, um, which was like the story of my life. I always stress out about money at one point in my, actually my entire life until I started my business, but, um, constantly stress out about money. And then it was, you know what, how can I just be grateful instead? I noticing. So it's the self-awareness that brings you back to, okay, I notice that I'm stressed out about money. I'm noticing that I'm making decisions based off of fear. So those decisions could be, I'm not going to do this, or, um, I have to return this or whatever it might be, right? We get, we go irrational in our fear, fear based mind. So instead I release that and ask myself, what can I be grateful for in this moment? Even if you don't have any money in your bank account, right? Like we can be grateful. We can be grateful that we have a home. We can be grateful that there's electricity, that we have warmth, that we have running water, that we have family. Like there's so many, even when I was the absolute poorest in my life, and I remember having less than $10 in my bank account at all times, I remember I was like, okay, I might have like less than $10 all the time and I'm constantly going in the negatives, but I still live in a beautiful place at that time. I was living in Atlanta. I still lived in a pretty nice apartment. I had two dogs. I was eating and you know, I was putting gas in my car. I was making it work. So instead of judging yourself, look at how abundant you really are and how well taken care of you actually are. Because I never went a day of actually suffering. I never went a day. We look at our bank accounts or we look at our current situation, but are you actually suffering? There's people who have it way, way worse. And if you looked at it from a different lens, I was living a massively abundant and rich life at that moment, right? I was just comparing myself to somebody else who had a little bit more. So we have to come back to gratitude. That's the number one way that I shift. And I know that you do too, is shift our perspective through gratitude. I think that's a really good point. I really believe in waking people up to what's already going right. So they already know what's going wrong, right? They're already, they're well aware of what's going wrong, but waking people up to what's going right. So when I teach classes or I do meditations or even in my Reiki treatments, I will say, notice your body and notice where you feel stress and tension. But then I also want you to notice where you feel peace, ease, and well-being because they both exist. So they both exist. It's just a matter of where your mind is taking you and what you're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that we can change our perspective and shift to gratitude, the attitude of gratitude, the more that our energy is going to shift, the more that our vibration is going to shift. And even in the moments when things are hard, like, yes, we can make, we can have space. We can be sad. We can be anxious. We can be angry. We can be scared. We can be all those things, but we don't want to sit there and we don't want to hold on to that energy because when we sit there and we hold on to that energy, what are we doing? We're manifesting in the opportunity we're manifesting in the physical reality. So um, right now, if you're in a place of like, I'm just not subscribed to the good life. I want to, I want to live the good life like Jordan does. You know, if you want to live the good life, it's how can you start shifting your perspective? How can you start living in the attitude of gratitude right now? Um, and I know that, you know, if you're somebody out there who is looking for just, coaching into living a good life into living more positive life and doesn't know because I get this all the time of like I don't know my soul purpose I don't know I know that 
where I currently am is not where I want to be, but I, I'm so clouded by all of this negativity. I just don't know what that is. I, you're at the beginning of a journey, reach out to Jordan. You guys, this is exactly the type of work she does. She, she really helps people shift their energy to open up to more opportunities. So in that moment, like, you know, five, six years ago, when I was at the height of my depression, when I was at the height of my overeating and stress eating, like I knew that I wasn't meant to be in that job. I knew that I was not meant to just, you know, go to work and then go to bed every single day and take care of a household and do all these, like look forward to the weekend and look forward to eating a meal. Like that's not the life I was supposed to live. And I knew that because I felt it right. But at that moment, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to start a business because I wasn't there. I knew I wanted that at some point, but I was not there. My emotion, I had to take care of my emotional body first. I had to learn about spirituality. I mean, I wasn't really spiritual at all. Five, six, maybe seven years ago, I, I believed in God, but like, that was about it. Like, didn't really understand, never heard of manifestation or the law of attraction. So it's crazy how much you can shift when you start learning about that stuff. But if you're in these beginning stages right now, or just in a place of like, I'm, I know I'm just not happy with my life and I want to just live a happier life, reach out to Jordan. She's yeah. here for you. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think a key part of this, as I was saying, I, I work with practitioners who work with their own practitioners who help them, who coach them, who they get therapy through. I think a big part of it is if we knew how to do it, we would do it. Mm -hmm. So accountability is really key. And asking for help does not mean you're weak. It's actually a very courageous thing to do. And it's an act of self-love to reach out and say, I don't know how to do this but I know I want more for myself because you're so worthy and you're so deserving of living a good life. Absolutely. I, I think um, for me, that's been the biggest, the biggest um, most dynamic thing for me is to have someone, someone and many people helping me along the way. And one of those is including you, Emily. So honored, so honored to do that. You're such a soul line client. I, um, and I'm so proud of you, but that's the, that's the thing of like, sometimes too is like practitioners or coaches, mentors, leaders, whoever you look up to, they're also just holding the space for your new energy and your new life. So that's just why me, like, yeah, I've worked through the healing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I don't want to say we're always working through healing, but I'm, very, very content and very happy with my life. But I have a private mentor because she holds space for my next level and my next level and my next level after that. And it's really, really important that, you know, we don't just, at least for me, I'm not somebody who is going to stay stagnant. I don't want to just hit a five figure month and be like, okay, that's it. Goodbye. I'm packing up. Like I want to continue to rise with money. I want to continue to rise with love in my life. I want to continue to rise with leadership and impact deepen my spiritual skills. So that's why I'm constantly, constantly up leveling. And that's something that we have to remember in the back of our mind is like, even if you feel content in your life, there's always room to improve. There's always room to grow. And if we're not growing, we're dying. So, you know, I just remember like the very first Tony Robbins event. I don't know why that popped in my head, but the very first Tony Robbins event that I ever went to. And I was just like, 
I got home from that Tony Robbins event and I journaled, I journaled. It was, I think back in November of 2018. And I just journaled like what I truly wanted in my life because I was playing small two years ago when I went to that Tony Robbins event by myself, fresh out of a relationship. Um, I, at that point was playing very small with everything, everything in my life, how much money I could make, where I could live, who I could be, how much impact I could actually have in my business. And I wrote down these goals, these really big, far-fetching goals that I, at that time, I just looked back at them. Like, I think last week, I just looked at this journal. I had opened it because something was like, open your old journals. And I flipped back to the, that those pages and everything has manifested since then. And it's just beautiful. And then I looked at a journal. It's like every November, I don't know. I looked at my, another journal I had opened up and it flipped to November of last year. And I just wrote down these things that I wanted to achieve that were at that point I was moving again. So I wanted to look for a new apartment and I wrote down, wanted to live in a luxury place and have big windows. And, you know, it's funny that that all manifested. It manifested, you know, three times this year, but it manifested, it manifested a lot and I'm I'm having the impact and the leadership and the things in my material physical and emotional life spiritual life as well that I've always wanted to achieve and that's possible for all of us absolutely I absolutely agree with that yeah so just write down the goals write down the dreams um And ask yourself, how can I get into more alignment? Look at the actions that you're taking right now. This is like one of my favorite things to do. Look at the actions you're taking right now. What does not serve me? At that time, you know, four years ago, what wasn't serving me was my job. It was my behavior. It was the stress eating, the binge eating. It was all of these things that weren't serving me much like for you. It was like your job constantly overthinking negative all the time. But then what does serve me? What new things? Maybe I can't buy the, the fancy luxury car or I can't buy the fancy designer handbag or whatever it might be. And none of that actually matters. What matters is how we feel. So Instead of having these, always having these outward goals, it's like, what can I control? And right now I can control my body. I can control that I move my body and that exercise and yoga feels really good for me. And that Reiki, I can do that. And I can do my energy clearing and take hot baths and do a lot of self-care. That's all the good life. I mean, right? Is that not the good life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of this stems from not feeling good enough. You know, we're, we're kind of sold in this culture to feel not good enough. And that's so we keep buying all the different makeups and the different diets and the different this and that. So yeah, if we can do it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some of that stuff is fun and a bonus. Um, like, who doesn't love a good red lipstick? I mean, I do. (laughs) But I think a lot of our consumerism is based off of not feeling good enough. And that is a big root cause of why we don't reach out for help, why we don't feel like we deserve to do anything else besides feel like we're in our negative space. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. It's like, I actually noticed that this week being a hundred percent vulnerable of like, um, I have been so like, I, this is the first time I'm living alone, like without a boyfriend, without a 
um, roommate at, you know, I had a roommates in college and things like that. And it's the first time I'm truly like living alone. And it's like this, this loneliness, this emptiness. And it's like, I'm trying to, I found myself trying to push it off of like, okay, what can I go do? And like, all of a sudden I'm like online shopping and I don't, I don't do a ton of shopping unless it feels aligned. And I just noticed myself shopping more. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay to just feel lonely. It's okay to feel emptiness. It's okay because you're shifting. And so, you know, it's just those little key moments of, um, things don't make us happy. It doesn't. The the five-figure month, the X amount of clients, the new handbag, the new place you live isn't going to actually make you happy. It's who you're being. And when you're being that person, that's when the opportunities just come. Like that's when the clients come. That's when the money comes. That's when it's like fun to buy a fancy bag or it's fun to buy a new luxury car. It's not trying to mask anything. It's just something that you can truly feel present with when you're driving in that car. It's not a guilty pleasure or or guilt. It's not a guilt, I guess. Um, You know, it's just important to focus on the, the body and the emotional side and the spiritual side over everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. You said something that really struck me and, you know, you're feeling this loneliness and thinking, okay, how can I not feel this loneliness? I'm going to go online shopping. And that's a huge symptom, right? We, we try to numb how we feel and we try to numb it out because feeling I'll be, I'll be completely frank. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Feeling your feelings really sucks. It's hard. It's hard work, but the only way to heal is to feel. And so that's another thing is just being really aware of, oh my gosh, I see myself just mindlessly scrolling through social media. Why am I doing this? What feelings am I trying not to feel? I'm a big I'm the queen of running away from feeling. I always come back around because I I know that I won't feel better until I get through it, right? Until I find that root cause. But that's another thing a lot of us do and a lot of us who are in our negativity, negativity feels really comfortable. But when you really try to figure out the root of why we're there and feeling those uncomfortable feelings of loneliness, of guilt, of shame, whatever it might be, it doesn't feel good, but we've got to work through that in order to get to the other side. Absolutely. Just feel it. And like something I had to remind myself because I I literally have not experienced loneliness, like just pure raw, like emptiness of just like, I'm here by myself. I have my dog. It's just me. There's no I mean, yes, I have family and friends and beautiful clients, but it's at the end of the day when I'm coming home, it's me. There's nobody. How was your day? And that's okay. I'm still safe. And it's just reminding yourself of like, let's experience this loneliness. Let's sit with it and let's just allow it in. And nothing is going to happen. Like we start to predict that, oh my gosh, if I feel this emotion, then something bad's going to happen. But we don't even know what that bad thing is. We just don't, we're just pushing it off. We don't want to feel it. So I've just let myself fully sit in loneliness and be like, you know what? It's okay. It's not negative. Like stop like deeming these like low vibrational emotions as like these negative things that we're not meant to experience. We're meant to experience all of the emotions, just like 
all of the colors we get to see some, I mean, most of us get to see, not everybody, but you know, we get to see all of this wide variety. Why can't we experience a wide variety and what's wrong with experience of what a wide variety, right? We get to return back to our baseline and yes, I'll have moments of loneliness and emptiness, but then I return back very quickly to I'm okay. And I feel fulfilled and I'm building a beautiful life for myself. Absolutely. And usually those are the moments that you grow from the most. Yes, absolutely. We have to experience those emotions to grow. We have to. You have to experience feeling broke and, and shifting your perspective. It's all about, again, that that perspective shift of like, this is not how I want to feel, but it's okay to feel it because that's how I'm feeling. Then I get to shift my perspective instead of just sitting there feeling lonely and going down the rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, I feel lonely, which means I'm never going to find a partner and I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And I'm going to wind up to be a, a cat lady. Instead of going down that rabbit hole, it's like, I'm just feeling lonely. I'm not lonely. I'm feeling lonely emotions. That's it. And then I go do something that makes me feel good. And that might be a bath or might be reading a book. And it's just trying not to fully distract my, I don't want to say that I distract myself because I let myself feel, but I don't sit there and go down the rabbit hole. So powerful. (laughs) And that's basically life. Like that's basically what we teach in all of our, in all, all of our coaching and programs and things at the base of everything. That's what coaches teach and healers teach. So you guys have to figure out where Jordan is. Jordan, thank you so much for being here, first and foremost. And second, can you share with us, um, you know, where we can find you to schedule Reiki online? I know you have a free community, all of the things. Yes, absolutely. So I have a free community on Facebook called Cosmically Connected. So if you're looking for a safe space to feel held and supported, I'm creating a beautiful soul family there. You can find me on Facebook, Jordan Taylor. My personal page is public. And I will also, Emily, I'll send you a link to my website. It's a little under construction right now, but you can still find me there. Perfect. Amazing. We'll put all of that in the show notes below. Jordan offers private coaching. I think you have that open now. Um, She is doing programs by the time this episode airs. I believe her program right now will be closed, but she does offer group coaching programs, private coaching, Reiki sessions, intuitive reading. So she really does it all. Um, Feel free to reach out to her for any of those sessions. Like I said, she's an amazing Reiki practitioner who can actually hold space for you um, and do some intuitive readings as well with that. So if you're interested, you can follow the show notes below. Jordan, thank you so much for being here today. I had so much fun. By the way, I had to tell you on, on the podcast episode, I bought that new bra that you, so, so I have a little random thing, you guys, a little random fact is I posted a picture in my strapless bra and Jordan was like, what bra are you wearing? I can't ever find good strapless bras. And I was like, well, I'm not wearing a bra, but I need one. So she sent me a picture, a screenshot of this like new bra. It's N-U-B-R-A. And they're kind of like sticky, those like sticky things, but they're like an actual bra, like it's actual bra material and it's coming in the mail. So I wanted to let you know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yes. She posted this super cute picture in this 
strapless dress. And I'm like, I never wear anything strapless because I just can't find a good bra. But I did find these, this new bra, I like to call it sticky boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Boobs for the win. I hope that they work good, but I'll keep you updated. I'll keep my podcast uh, episodes updated with the new bra and if it works well. (laughs) I know we're all looking for strapless bras that hold the boobs up and you don't feel like you're constantly like tugging and pulling and everything like that. So I will keep everybody updated. But anyways, thank you so much, Jordan, for being here. And guys, thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, make sure to screenshot it. Tag both of us on Instagram at Emily Ann Whiteside and at Jordan Taylor. It's Jordan Taylor, Jordan Taylor Wellness. Um, at Jordan Taylor Wellness or at Jordan underscore Taylor with three R's. <laughs> okay, there you go, you guys. There you go. Tag us both on the Instagram page so we know that you're listening and so we can support you and connect to you. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.